0: Welcome to the News Cycle. I'm Katrina Hawes, and I'll be your host for today. It's Monday, September 21st. In this episode, we will be focusing on diversity within education and the current pressure on educational institutions to display a more diverse and holistic narrative. I met with the Associate Chief Diversity Officer at UC Davis, Michael Villalobos via Zoom this week and covered many aspects of diversity within higher education. Villalobos has oversight of three campus-wide initiatives, including professional development for UCD employees in the areas of diversity, equity, and inclusion. He also leads the Campus Community Book Project and manages the Police Accountability Board. Throughout the interview, you will hear Villalobos refer to DEI practices, which is an acronym for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. After the interview, a look at the Davis High English Department as teachers aim to diversify the current curriculum. Welcome to the news cycle. Let's start by talking about what brought you to UC Davis. What inspired you to pursue a career promoting diversity?
1: So I was... Actually, a student at UC Davis. I completed my undergrad and graduate work at UC Davis. I participated in a two day diversity awareness workshop that really changed the trajectory of my career, and that means really being immersed in learning about issues related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. A lot of that really is informed by how, ide- how I identify as a cultural being. I am an immigrant. I am a person of color. I am also a gay person. So all of those things really, um, really had a role in my growing interest in this regard and exploring in terms of what my contributions could be in the area of diversity, equity, and inclusion at the campus-wide level.
0: Can you walk me through the evolution of diversity on campus?
1: We are continuously moving um, to what it means for our institution to reflect a diversity of the state. We have practices and policies that we have to look at to make sure that the way that they are implemented uh, mitigates the disparities across groups. So in 2017, the, um, the campus was the very first campus that really had an intention in drawing a strategic vision that, um, that really challenges all organizations, departments across the university to look at the way that they do work. We are far more intentional in integrating uh, DEI in just the way that we do business. So I think that's where the university certainly has grown in its intentionality and very much uh, putting front and center the importance of DEI as something that is not just incidental, something that we react to when there is a breach in climate, but just you know part of who we are as a culture moving forward.
0: And how has the recent racial reckoning sweeping the nation and the current political landscape impacted your work in diversity at UC Davis?
1: Oh boy, it's impacted it a lot. So what it reveals is that not every space of the university proactively explores opportunity to discuss these um, these important topics. Um, since. You know the killing of George Floyd Um, there's been a lot of um, attention to what it means to promote greater opportunities for collective learning about how do we understand structural racism how do we understand racism how do we talk about racism and what does it mean for us to make sure that as we talk about it it's not just enough that I as an individual do not engage in racist behavior, but I'm actually active in doing anti-racism work. So what does anti-racism work? Well, it's complicated because it extends beyond just the individual. It also challenges each and every single one of us to pay attention to being a part of, um, of an institution that we all have as spheres of influence, that if we see something or if we notice something that has a disparate impact or perpetuates um, inequity, that we do a role to address it. At the minimum, having the ability, the courage to actually draw attention to it and to be comfortable in how we engage in conversation about it, um, I believe is key. And just like every other organization, just like many other spaces, Um, at the national level. All of us are are reckoning with the civil unrest that really is, you know, a continuation of what has never been resolved, you know, that's part of our history. Um, I find it interesting that, you know, there seems to be a sense of urgency for some people now as they see what has unfolded in front of their eyes um, in these last months, but I, In my work, I've always said that it's always existed. Um, It never went away. Um, I think it's taken different forms in terms of how they manifest um, itself, racism that is. It's revealing the fractures that we have a long way to go still. There is an opportunity for us to explore in terms of how we make sure we have an understanding about how these inequities continue to play out, um, not just in terms of one on one interactions, but really how they play out um, in institutions and systems.
0: So how do you foresee UC Davis continuing the work of diversity and inclusion in higher education? And are there any plans in place to further the process of diversification?
1: So for UC Davis, I think it's it's been constant. So yes, it is making sure that we as a university continue to respond to the reality of diversity and also what it means for us to look at how we do business that very much reflect the realities of the people that we serve. So we are moving towards becoming a Hispanic serving institution, a lot of other um, institutions Um, at the University of California system are designated as Hispanic-serving institutions. So that is one way that UC Davis in particular continues to respond to the reality of diversity.
0: And so what changes do you feel are necessary in the future of higher education in terms of diversity and inclusion?
1: Diversity in faculty ranks, we still have a long way to go. Diversity in terms of executive leadership, we still have a long way to go. Our student body certainly um, has greater diversity, but as you think about who they're going to be exposed to in terms of seeing themselves represented across the different spaces of the university, we are not there yet. I'm a firm believer that, you know what? You cannot be what you cannot see. I mean, I am an immigrant. For most of my middle school and, and, and high school years, I and even college years, I never saw anyone who looked like me or who looked, or who I felt a connection to in terms of sharing my narrative. It's still very difficult for many of our students to see themselves represented in in the many spaces of the university.
0: And my final question for you is, how can community members contribute to the diversification of education and forming a more inclusive education system?
1: Well, by finding the opportunity to make sure that you share your voice. I mean, there are parts that all of us can play as members of the community. Um, We can be allies for each other, okay? So I do believe in the power of being, um, being a participant in important conversations that shape practices and policies Um, for some folks it may be one-on-one conversation but i do believe that each and every single one of us can take a step in being a part of that conversation that again has the uh, has the power um, to uh, direct practices that very much has a community-wide impact
0: Thank you so much for
1: talking with me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. And stay safe and stay healthy.
0: English teachers at DHS are in the midst of forming a new 10th grade curriculum that displays a wide array of perspectives. Lewis Herring Tillman has the story.
2: A group of four 10th grade teachers are working to update the 10th grade English curriculum at Davis High, introducing five new reading options that are more diverse and more inclusive. Teacher Spencer Elliott organized the effort. Um, We sort of have a couple projects that we started last spring with the intent of um, making our reading selection a little more contemporary. It's good to have some diversity, right? So we're not just only reading older texts um, and also to diversify the curriculum with regards to uh, the authors and the protagonists so that they aren't only representing maybe one race, one gender. The five new books each draw from a different voice or experience. Teacher Christine Baker helped choose the final picks and reformat the curriculum.
3: So we narrowed it down to five. I'm not your perfect Mexican daughter.
1: A young woman, Julia, who is an aspiring writer. And we meet her shortly after the unexpected and tragic death of her older sister.
3: Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. The coming of age story about Mexican-American boys, Ari and Dante. The Color of Water by James McBride.
0: She was a white woman who had 12 black kids in, in New York. It was, you know, looking back now, I realize that she was quite unique. What she did believe in, what she really... Hey, kiddo. When I was a kid being raised by my grandparents, I, there was a lot that went unspoken in my house.
3: And the hate you give. go inside. Put that down, now. I have a right to record this. And then... We were chatting with each other and we said, well, I don't want to narrow this down <laughs> anymore. We like these five. We really like them.
2: If all goes to plan, according to Elliot. these five books will be in classrooms by the beginning of next year. I mean, this has been a need that we've recognized for years. The problem is that the book adoption process is a little bit intimidating because it's just so many steps.
3: Um And we were like, overwhelmed by the support. Like we identified an issue and then the community was also with us.
2: The teachers had already been working on the project for months when George Floyd was killed and protests swept the nation. As a result, the new books are now part of a bigger change in education.
3: I think that it's lovely that we were having these thoughts at, like ahead of time. I think that says something really nice about you're, you're the teachers that you have at this school, But it, it didn't take many people's death. In the summer to make us go oh we should change things.
2: Above all else the teachers say that a new curriculum is an opportunity for better education and varied perspectives.
3: I've always thought if you're an English teacher and you are never looking at um, kind of the literature of, of everyone <laughs> you're doing an injustice uh, to kids.
2: For bluedevilhub.com this is Lewis Harington tillman reporting.
0: News Cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Katrina Haas and Jihan Moon are the producers. Our theme music is by Daniel Ruiz Jimenez. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.